There is a 95% chance I'm going to mispronounce your name. I'm going to, I apologize in advance. Eric, I started the recording already. Okay. Batman, go. Okay, well, Don't, fine. Your spiel is over. My spiel is done, but I'm just you're saying. Not, you're not mispronouncing it, names in season two. I am. I no, do it not. all the time. It wasn't on purpose ever. No, you're not supposed to anymore. I wasn't supposed you to begin with. You said outright that it wasn't a funny bit, and you're not going to do that anymore. It wasn't a bit. It was a painful reminder of my humanity. <laughs> Speaking of which. It's just the, the most German podcast in America. <laughs> Speaking of which, we need we, a catchphrase. We're very interested in the struggle. Yeah. Yes. We need a catchphrase. Uh, torment and pain coming at you 24-7. No. That's not the catchphrase. That, okay. I agree. All right. Why don't we start now? Let's okay. pretend I'm, I'm hitting delete on what we just said. We need a catchphrase. I have a catchphrase. Torment and pain no. coming at you 24-7. No. That is a terrible catchphrase. <laughs> it's a great catchphrase. It really okay. is. We're not goth we're not emo we actually care about the stuff we're a positive group of people but it's 24 7. it's no. like a streaming situation that's just no this is no, i disagree you i <laughs> this doesn't work listen to yourself it sounds like torment and pain well <laughs> i right now i'm feeling torment and pain after listening to that catchphrase but right exactly no so, but that doesn't make i mean it, it starts there it gets worse as we go we don't want to scare away our listeners. Oh, you come here to learn something. Nope, we're going to torment and make you feel pain. That this is work. So you want to be like every other podcast out there that promises happy, great podcasts and delivers utter crap. And everyone just goes in thinking they're going to get some great listening experience. And then it ends up being shady yet again. Is that what you want to be like? You want to be like the every liars. other podcast <laughs> every other podcast yeah exactly i do we're gonna okay. pro okay. all right fine all right fine we're gonna prop how about this we promise nothing we deliver everything we'll be the opposite but we i like that as a catchphrase <laughs> promise nothing deliver everything no the opposite no promise everything deliver nothing we don't do that on purpose we don't mention it okay it's, fine it's the elephant in the room that we don't mention I still like torment and pain twenty four seven, but I don't. Okay, Thank all right. I I, th I thought we could be real. I thought we could be the realest podcast out there. We could. We'll workshop. Books. We'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. All right, fine. <laughs> who are we? Uh, I'm Eric Schwartz, and who are you? Keegan Shiner. And together we are podcasting. No, no, <laughs> we're not podcasting. Well, next yes, we are. We're we podcasting. are podcasting. But together, what is our collective name? Dumb comic creators. Thank you. We are the dumb comic creators. When you say it like that, it makes more sense of what you're trying to set me up with. Uh, maybe you think if you said like what we are together, you, if, I was scared you're going to say Keegan Tyron and Eric Schwartz. So whatever. <laughs> uh, but fortunately today we have two great guests. We have a writer slash author combination, not author, illustrator combination, uh, writer, author, illustrator. It's a trifecta in two people. Um, <laughs> We have Taylor. we have one that is a writer slash author combination, yes. and another one that is an illillustrator slash drawing expert combination. Oh wow, four two. We're That's going better. Saying out loud, yeah. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Introduce our guests. We have Taylor Campbell no. and Allison Shepard. No, no. 
No, this bit is done. It's, it's season done. two. It's, it's season like two. It. Their names are Taylor Campbell and Allison Shepard. <laughs> or however I, like I this said way it. Better. You see? Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Taylor runs Outlaws Comics. Is that? Um, yes, sir. On Instagram and websites. And uh, he is the writer of a series called Kane. Yes, sir. And Allison is the artist on that series. I am. So um, we'll start with Taylor. How did you come up with the with Kane, the comic series? Well, um, I came up with Kane in um, like seventh grade. It started as a um, TV script. Oh wow! Cool. I thought that's where that was going when I was twelve. <laughs> um, it went through about. 50 different iterations between then and now. Um, it was a movie script for a while. And then I was like, that's probably not going to happen. So I decided to write it into a novel. Oh, wow. And I got about halfway through it before someone told me I was too descriptive and I looked like an asshole. And then my wife and um, my friend Huggy, who reads a lot of comics, were like, maybe try it as a comic book. Then, you know it'll give someone something to draw and nobody has to read all those ridiculous words. <laughs> so uh, I wrote about 10 pages of it before um, looking for an artist and my wife suggested Allison. And um, I mean, in the year of production of the first one, I wrote the rest of it. Yeah, it took a long time for that first one to come out correctly. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, well, it came out very, very well. So thank yeah. you for that. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about going from TV script to novel. Is that a difficult transition? <laughs> Did you finish the novelization? No, no. no. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've done no. that a few times with different scripts and it doesn't go well. It's, it's, I think that might be the hardest uh, edit like going from screenplay version to novel because there's just so much that's left out of a screenplay. And yeah. uh, and when you're writing out the novel, it's like, uh, you, you're you like, oh, I need to tell what the character's thinking. I never even thought about what the character was thinking. <laughs> yeah, you got to write what they're thinking and you got to write every action and make sure it's not too descriptive, but just descriptive enough. It was just a little too much. Right, and like what color the, the wall is, if that's yeah. important. Yeah. When I say I got halfway, that was a lie. It was about 50 pages. <laughs> yeah, which is a lot. That's a lot of writing. It's still a fair amount. Yeah, it, that's a lot of writing. And you probably had it all mapped out in your head at that point, too, I'm willing to bet, that you're like, okay, I know where this is going now. I'm oh, yeah, I've me. had it mapped out for so long, it's not even funny. Finally getting into the comic and actually seeing it made me feel a million times better. So you went from TV to screenplay and then screenplay to novel or TV to novel or TV to TV screenplay? screenplay, novel. Okay, novel. okay. So um, is the comic series based on the screenplay version or has it changed a bit since um, you converted It's always it? pretty much been the exact same story. Okay. For the most part, but I did go back and read the original TV script version of it and <laughs> the things a 12 year old boy writes on a piece of paper oh yeah wow good or wow bad yeah <laughs> it was awful yeah it was the worst thing i ever read like okay. the 
the framework's pretty much the same. The characters are pretty much the same, but uh, the writing has improved. Well, like, don't beat up your 12-year-old self, you know? Oh, I would if I could. He wore <laughs> eyeliner and nail polish. Go back in time, punch yourself in the face, be like, you deserve that, you know what you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> and Wipe your, the yourself would be like, world. you're an adult, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, cool. So, um, wait, can you do, like, a little pitch about what Kane is about for our listeners? Um, the way I've always described it is... Um, Buffy meets Supernatural. Okay. And I think Eric Kripke ripped me off a little bit. Oh, when yeah. When he made Supernatural. Because the little, you know, thing that was so popular with Supernatural was the fact that the monsters mostly looked human. And then he just tweaked a few things to make them look scary. I came <laughs> up with that about two years before Supernatural came out. Wow. That's so cool. <laughs> but... I mean, it's about a group of friends and a small town, which is the small town that I grew up in. That's why everything looks pretty accurate because Allison's got about 8 million reference shots. <laughs> and, you know, they, uh, they hunt monsters. And um, they got something that showed up that they weren't quite expecting. Wow, that's but cool. Is the house that they spend a lot of time in, like your house from you growing up? Oh, your dad's, yeah, dad's house. Oh, nice. Nice. We yeah. did make a little mistake between the, well, in the first issue because he leaves, the, if you don't notice it, at the very beginning, he leaves a blue house, which was the house I grew up in. And my dad's house was across the street. Oh. But we never explained that. <laughs> but it is what it is at this point. That was mostly my fault. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, honestly, I didn't notice that when I was reading. So I did not notice that either. I don't know if anyone will. Well, now they will. Now they're going to look for it. <laughs> and uh, they're going to go on Amazon Prime and just comment about this house and give you one star. Get in the comments. <laughs> uh, cool. Are the uh, characters based on your friends or are they kind of made up? Or um, Every single one of them is a real person. The okay. main character is an 18-year-old version of myself. Okay. Um, the main female character is my oldest son's mother. And then all the friends are people that I was friends with in high school. Cool. And were they eight, the 18-year-old versions of your 12-year-old friends? I'm just trying to... <laughs> when you were 12, were they, were they 18? Oh, no. It, it, well, yeah, technically at the time. But they originally they were some of them were different people. Oh, okay, okay. Did they change? I, I they changed. Besides, I'm sure. Sorry for interrupting. Did they change how they looked in your head and like their personality wise, or just their personality wise change? Oh no, they completely changed from what they looked like to their personalities. So, uh, Taylor, how did you? How was it writing a comic book script from like coming from screenplays? Well, I've seen other people's comic book scripts, and um, they're not generally as demanding and um, detailed as mine. Generally, they like to let the artist do their thing. <laughs> you can ask Allison. Allison's mine are very much exactly what I want and how I want them to look. Yeah, yeah. there have been a couple of times where I have to be like, are you sure Like, I have to squeeze all of that into one panel? Or what if I move these people over here? 
after however long we've been working together, he's finally let me like take over some stuff, but <laughs> three years now. Oh my. That's good. And um, Allison, had you drawn comics before? Nope. This okay. was, I kind of went in blind. I mean, I've drawn before, like that's my whole thing, my whole major. And like, I have a business where I do portraits, but as far as comics go, this was completely new to me. I've like picked up a few and read a few, but I've never drawn them. So it okay. was a really big learning experience. Yeah, I would imagine that's that's a, that's a hard transition to go to a narrative sort of format. And um, and uh, what was the like? How did you kind of like approach the project? Did you look up any books or um, um, or comics specific comics that you were looking at? He initially said he wanted it to have a general feel of like, I think he said the original Batman or Did one I of them. He sent me, you sent me a couple <laughs> of reference photos. Um, and then from there, I just kind of had to figure it out. My dad was a big comic book nerd. So I like stole his whole collection and started leafing through that. <clears> and then as far as actually making them, I hopped on YouTube and just watched a whole bunch of people make theirs and kind of figured out what worked for me. Like at the beginning, I started trying to do it on paper and that was a pain. <laughs> like, yeah. So I switched to digital, which was also a pain because I was working with my giant laptop and my giant tablet and I had to like prop it up, and try and figure that out. And then this last couple months, I've switched to an <clears throat> iPad and Procreate, which has been a godsend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's you cool. alluded to that the collaborative process has changed. Like has, has that developed over time? Obviously, from what you said, Taylor was much more hands-on, and now he's kind of eased yeah. off the reins. Can you describe how that's changed and, like, what you like about it? Like, um, everything like that. Also, do you, like, suggest anything writing-wise? Like, hey, I see this character going this way, because obviously you know those characters as well. Right. Um, a lot has definitely changed. I now know the characters a lot better than... I did before. Um, I was always really bad at like reading the whole thing. So I'd, <laughs> I'd be working on it. And then I'd get to a point where like, oh crap, I left out something that you mentioned later. <laughs> and it's an inconsistency. Should I go back? Or do we just hope that people don't notice? And he's like, ah, oh, that's fine. Um, and I've definitely gotten more confident at drawing them. Uh, the more you draw something, the easier it is to just keep doing it. And now that I have like a wide database I guess where I can pull from versus where I was just making them from scratch and I should have in the beginning like made a whole bunch of character sheets but I kind of just jumped right in and like was banging around blind um but I definitely am a lot more confident now and faster um it's definitely been a learning experience for both of us yeah, I had that question. Um so as I was reading I was actually wondering if some of these were pictures um when before you started drawing like uh just as references or what you, <laughs> if you have references or like what yeah um some of them are from reference some of them are just like out of my head uh a lot of it like we would just take trips around town and i'd start taking photos he's like oh that's an important place oh that shows up and um this last what was it may or whatever i went through and i was like okay i need pictures of this 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 and this if you want it to be accurate and he gave me a bunch of like photos of the people that the characters are based on and i pull a lot of reference photos for like poses and stuff but oh, cool. for the most part it's 
um, like I make it up. So, I do you either of you live close to your hometown that like based off of, or because you said that? Um, Allison's from. You're from State College, right? Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't live in the area here. We've only known each other as long as we've been working together. Okay. But I live about five miles from where it is. So and you're able to get pictures quickly to her if she needs them. Oh, yeah. My dad still lives there. Oh, that's perfect. I mean, nice. Allison only lives about 20 minutes from me. So oh, I have, we've taken two trips over so she can yeah. get what she needs. That's cool. That's really impressive. You also mentioned this earlier, your style changed between pages one through 10 and the rest. Can you yeah. talk about that? Um, yeah, like I said, I kind of jumped into it blind, so I wasn't exactly sure how to draw comics, especially in the style that he wanted, because like I've got my own style and I was trying to bend it into something a little more unique for him. And so I was just drawing blind and then once I hit page 10, I finally was like, okay, so I can sketch it, I can ink it, and I can like use multiple layers and do this, that, and the other thing. I, I um, excuse me, I traditionally draw with pencil and like paint. So I was kind of coming at it from that uh, angle. So I was doing everything on one layer and just having pain in the butt time, trying to like erase things and then redraw it. So it looked like it was consistent and I finally kind of figured out Photoshop and then <laughs> it's smooth sailing from there. Yeah, it went easier. Uh, yeah, uh, it looks like an illustrator, like a traditional illustrator drew the comic, which is really cool. It's got a unique <laughs> art style, doesn't it, Eric? Yeah, it was um, reminiscent of um, some of the original people that we interviewed uh, who did a comic book series called finger banging um but because they also kind of came at it looks like, it looks nothing like it looks, nothing like that. <laughs> it looks nothing like that everything looks like the same to me like to me every game <laughs> to me every game is citizens Catan plus or minus steps all oh art is like disney is D disney plus or minus some steps so I'm i mean that right. literally was done with markers yeah. on a real piece of paper and with with like very cartoony characters this is completely the opposite done digitally with realistic looking rendered people in it that have yeah like what are you talking about Eric? i don't know Did you everything read the right thing? What, what happened maybe i'm colorblind who knows you're you're something blind i have to wear glasses forgive me why <laughs> So Taylor, does this have a certain number of issues that in your mind, or um, is it now an ongoing series? Um, um, ongoing series is the plan. What I have planned right now is the first storyline is going to be five issues. It was originally six, and then I realized, like I had like an epitome moment, no, epiphany moment, Jesus, <laughs> and realized that it didn't need to be that long, and I cut it down to four. And then by the time I got to the last like two pages, because I um, I finally got the right psych meds and um, my writing just <laughs> went crazy. And I wrote two issues in a week. And I got to the last like two pages and I'm like, this isn't gonna work. We're nowhere near <laughs> the ending of the storyline that we need to be. So I cut it back up 
pushed it back up to five issues. And then after that, I've already got the next four storylines planned out. Wow. wow. Yep. Four other books that'll tie into it eventually. Cool. That's cool. great. Are the storylines that can, not to ask you to spoil too much, but the storylines that can uh, tie into it, are they going to be following characters or are they going to be like, because you have this, this entire world that you've already created just in the first issue, let alone the second issue, plus more. Um, it's like, is it going to be like following the characters or not necessarily the main characters, but different characters for this tie-ons? Or is it just going to be like same world, different characters, different locations? The second storyline, I don't think I'm giving away too much that it's going to do a big time jump from, because this first one, I don't know that I made it clear in the first issue, but it's 2012. And I will make it clear, and I realized that later on, so I made it a little more clear afterward. Oh, okay. okay. But we're going to do a jump from then to now. Oh, I see. Okay. And um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to follow the same group of people. Okay. Cool. Cool. Kind of funny that you mentioned that about the time, like, not really addressing what year it was, because I know I've asked you a couple of times, like, what kind of cell phone or like what kind of truck like when is this i've tried getting better at that because i think i did have you do a flip phone at some point and an early iphone mm -hmm. but i mean from the back they still pretty much look the same and you know anyone who's 15 isn't going to notice what a <laughs> 2012 iphone looked like they're just going right. to see the apple or whatever we use to replace the apple so we don't get sued <laughs> yeah you don't really have like uh any movie posters that would date this either no <laughs> um in the background i mean like uh... right. yeah no we um we haven't quite gotten to background stuff but we're getting better at trying to put some stuff in the background Hi, i think it yeah, it's good. It, it's well it's, done. <laughs> it's well done background. Um, specifically, um, uh, the 15th page uh, where you have the uh, person tied down. I don't want to spoil too much. Um, like, oh, this book's floor. already out there. I've given it to a bunch of people for free. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. When the vampire likes tied down the basement uh, in the circle, it's a very like intricately and well done circle. So Thank you. Not, it's not a circle, whatever shape it is. I should know math. Um, I wanted to ask you this for a while. Did you uh did you take that and pull it and put it in there when I sent you the picture? So I took it, I traced it, so I wasn't using someone else's thing. Okay. And I because um I also couldn't make it transparent. There was a whole bunch of other stuff, so I traced it and then I warped it so I could fit it wherever I wanted it. But I still it was just so intricate. It's not that I'm questioning your skills. It just seemed really, really, really close. Yeah. So I was just no, I traced it, so it was right. There you go. But again, like even that one, the background actually is kind of is again, there's a vivid background with different shapes, different different shapes, different <laughs> objects and different Eric shops. Eric is thing blind. I, I I use the words so they come out of my mouth. I speak clearly and uh I, so you're I make illiterate sentences. and you can't describe I'm blind illiterate and I'm halfway through you're gonna ask me something and I'm just not gonna hear it. So we're gonna go with death as well eventually, but 
Perfect. Yeah. Per perfect co-host, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get what you pay for. If it makes you feel better, I've never heard a podcast that I enjoyed where everyone got along all the time. So <laughs> this is fun. Okay. <laughs> don't make him feel better about this. No. <laughs> I don't need your pity. Uh, all right. So we can talk about book one. Um, one thing that was crazy but really worked was the speech bubbles. Um, what what was the choice there? Like, there are different colors, um, and there's a million of them, <laughs> and which is not bad because comics with no dialogue are just like really boring. So, um, can I take this first? Yeah. <laughs> okay. The colors are only for the first issue because I realized that it was way too much for me to keep up with. And um, who was it? My friend realized the other day that um, somebody's speech bubbles changed from one page to the next. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> they went from, um, hold on. They went from something to dark red. Dark red? Yep. Hold on, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, yeah, Nina's. In one, they are brown. No, they're yellow. Yeah. Right there, yellow. Okay. Yeah. Red. Red. <laughs> Dark red. With different pages, though, to yeah. be fair. Yeah. I don't. So no, that didn't switch them around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think that bothered me. I didn't even know. Because as long as they're different. Yeah, for different right. people yeah uh, yeah we're just doing regular white ones that way i don't get confused on whose color is supposed to be who and we actually we hired a letterer for this one okay so after i like to lighten allison's load as much as possible so we <laughs> hired a very talented colorist and a letterer oh cool I actually, I mean, I I said they were crazy, but what I mean is that they were amazing. Like, I, oh, I know. I, really, I actually really liked that they were different colors, and they, it definitely kind of made it much more feel like you would see like in a movie script because you know who's talking in a movie script versus mm -hmm. in comics you have to follow that pointy to the face and be like, is it this person? Okay, good. Is it not? Right. It makes like it made reading it go much smoother. Now I but, feel like an asshole. <laughs> I kind of liked it just because I felt like I could maybe have someone off screen and you'd still know who was talking. That's why I thought it was a good idea. But if you want to go white, we can go white. I'll just keep that no, in mind. Hey, I'll, I'll shoot the script over to you. Well, I'll shoot the finished product over to you and you can recolor them. <laughs> I mean, it's really just a matter of poking it and making it a color, isn't it? Basically. Pretty much as long as it's a closed shape. Yeah. Ugh. Which making the speech bubbles was interesting for the first issue because um, I guess traditionally, like, they're already drawn in. Like, they're like, there's going to be a speech bubble here, here, and here. But I drew the whole background and everybody in it. And then I was like, okay, where can I fit this? And oh, how can yeah. I break up his text so it makes sense? Like, where are natural pauses at? Yeah. Um, was there discussions uh, from between you and Taylor like on speech bubbles, like where they were located and what size they were allowed to be? Nope. Because I mean, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, they, I, all just like a first effort comic, right? Like Kane One was just both of your first comics. 
Yeah. It was a complete learning experience. Yeah, yeah. So in that case, it's just a really well done first comic, first effort, you know. Um, learning on, on the fly is really difficult. Um, <laughs> but the, the speech bubbles, did you go into Illustrator for that or? Um, no, I used Photoshop and I okay. drew them all by hand and I downloaded a free text. It was like Comic Man or Action Man comic or something silly like that. Oh, okay. I was able to figure that out. Did you uh, place the bubbles in such a way that like it would make your artwork easier? Like, oh, I don't have to color here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every artist does that. So I was always trying to fill that I'd answer. be like, I don't really like how that part turned out. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> I'll say this. Uh, we have uh, somebody in our Twitch chat who says, Badonka donk. So hey, I don't know. That. Yeah. Uh, so I just wanted to shout out to them because dunk, dunk. Uh, we do we do stream these episodes on Twitch <laughs> as we're recording. If you were interested in ever watching that, anyone who's listening to this via podcast, uh, I've literally got it right here on my phone, right next to me, and <laughs> oh, I didn't nice. notice it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, this this Twitch chatter was wondering if we paid attention to the chat. And I do. I do definitely pay attention to the chat. There you go. I don't know what badunkadunk means. Isn't that a word for butt? Booty. Booty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a good thing that you guys are here. Yeah, see? <laughs> Beyond everything. We're learning things. We're growing. Nobody's going to ask Eric. He doesn't know what things or anything is. I, I don't know words. <laughs> uh, what would you recommend to uh, new artists uh, slash writers in general? Or or even and also because you guys have a unique perspective that you work together more like because a lot of times when artists and uh writers work together the writer will just send something email something and then the artist will email them back and at that point you're like you like it or you don't you don't want to spend too much time forcing like to them to redo it <laughs> um i'm gonna be honest uh allison and i have spent about a total of a half an hour together and person the entire time we've known each other <laughs> that's about accurate right yeah we've been like around oh, birthday parties and stuff like that yeah <laughs> but like as far as book related stuff yeah it was like our first meeting and then like taking pictures that's about the full amount of time we've spent in person on book related things not necessarily even uh, like just in person but just like maybe even over the phone or just message so uh for example um keegan not to throw him underneath the bus uh has worked with other uh, illustrators and a lot of times um there's only a couple messages back and forth whereas i think you guys from what i said was much more back and forth so is that did you like that or i don't know i don't know where my question is Wait, did you just <laughs> say that i don't communicate with people you don't <laughs> communicate with me what? well we message a lot <laughs> oh you do yeah yeah, yeah. which i like because then I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, but it's also a little more stressful. I mean, I do this with everyone that I work with as just like, they're constantly checking in. I'm like, I don't know. But uh, definitely is a lot nicer getting the feedback throughout the process than sending the final thing and having them be like, ah, oh, no, fix this, 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 this. Like, Great, there goes I'm five hours. I'm constantly messaging her for updates. Yeah, do you do drafts or do you um, kind of render out the whole page? <clears throat> um it depends on the day okay. uh, 
but I tend to, well, I've got it next to me. I've sketched out little teeny tiny templates and then I'll go in and I have a page I go off of, I'll sketch it all in. And if I'm unsure of it, then I'll send it to him and be like, is this what you're talking about? But aside from that, I usually just kind of go for it and he's fine with everything I throw at him. It's kind of fun. <laughs> That's awesome. There have been times when I've had to go into, um, what is it, Microsoft Paint, you know, some, one that's been <laughs> on Microsoft since 1998, and I've just had to, like, use the, the shapes and make, like, an idea of what I'm looking for, because the way I write it makes no goddamn sense. Yep. Uh... And I've read back into my scripts in the past and been like, what does this mean? Yeah. I wrote this. What does it mean? I don't drink anymore, but I can't understand what I'm writing. Did you have any um did you have any issues with like how many panels you wrote for like did you have too many panels when you were writing your first comic script in any of your pages or was that an issue? That was an issue for me and for several people that I've talked to. Were there a couple? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like the same. Yeah. <laughs> like how are you how are you gonna fit sixteen panels on one page? I don't yeah. think I've ever gotten that crazy. It wasn't that bad. It's more like he'd want to squeeze five people into a teeny tiny panel. I'm like, they're going to be stick figures, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. I never quite like see it in my head in a realistic way of what the size of a page really is. Right. <laughs> and then the letter I hired, let me know that I write way too much. For dialogue sometimes ah, the letters they never want to do the work you know he's <laughs> really good though and i looked at it and i looked at some of the stuff i tried to make allison write into single bubbles and i'm like this is not like this doesn't work there so is, he suggested like that rules, i go back after yeah. the pages are done and see what'll fit and i realized that some of the most of the things i write i write them way too long when things can be shortened. Right. And the same sentence with less words. I think the big the big comic companies actually have rules of like how many words per speech bubble. Like yeah. there's a there's like a golden rule or something. But rules are meant to be broken. So just do your thing. As much as I love my dialogue, <laughs> I really want people to see Allison's art. <laughs> like and if I put too many pant well, too much words and then it starts to obscure it and they're reading a novel yeah <laughs> yeah with semi pictures in the background of the <laughs> bubbles that used to be beautiful works of art before they were completely covered up nice uh eric do you have any more questions for our guests um just any recommendations you'd make to new artists or new uh writers as far as comics go i'd recommend like actually doing like character sheets and really figuring out how they look, how they stand and all that um, before you dive right into the book. Cause that was definitely something I was working out halfway through. That's why the first 10 pages looked different is cause I wasn't quite sure, but I didn't take the time to figure it out. <laughs> um, but aside from that, say so just don't let the fear of it being bad stop you. Cause that was definitely what took up a lot of my time is I kept going back. Like, it's not perfect, it's not perfect, not perfect. And he's just like, it's got to come out now. I'm like, okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll stop. And it always looks good. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. 
Yeah, that's an Perfect. artist thing. It's just never wanting to be finished. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I mean, as far as writing, reread it. <laughs> Make sure you reread it after you finish it. Fix what needs to be fixed and then reread it again and do it again. Uh, do you write more for the artist now that you're writing more scripts and you've done the process? Like, are you more aware of what you're writing in the screenplay that will help her translate it to the, to the page? Most of the time. Most of the Sometimes time. I still have some grandiose ideas of what she can do on the page. <laughs> but um, I'm quickly realized to myself that it needs to be fixed. Most of the time. I mean, one, one thing when I write, like now I've, I've started like actually just sketching out what, if I have a complicated idea, I'll sketch it out with stick figures just to see if it's possible. And then when the artist comes back and is like, uh, you can't do that many uh, frames. I'm like, no, you can't. And I like slam, <laughs> slam the page down uh, very dramatically. And they're like, I'm not working with you anymore. And then I... <laughs> <laughs> start over uh with the next artist no uh cool uh failure to communicate that's yeah. the problem failure to communicate so what's what's next for kane kickstarter okay we're doing kickstarter on september 1st wow this will, launch. This will be our awesome. second one the first one didn't go well okay but I made that mistake that everyone seems to make the first time. And I wrote like a paragraph and a half of what it was about. And that was it. Okay. This time I've learned to use the cheap version of Photoshop, which is called paint 3d on windows. And I've made some, you know, cool little placards and stuff for it with lots of pictures, covers, page sheets. So it'll look like a great project for people to support. Yeah. Plus so, you're doing, you're doing media, you're, uh, got a lot of promotion happening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> podcasts don't answer quite as much as you think they would whenever messaging them about things like this. Oh, do you have your, uh, tiered rewards gifts ideas done already or do. know what they're going to be? Yep. Forgot yeah, I'm sure this Kickstarter is going to be a lot better this time around. Cause well, the first time we didn't have as much content, it's kind of hard to be like, support us, but we haven't done anything yet. Are you adjusting what your total goal is going to be? Like, is it going to be the same as the last one or? Well, this time I, um, I did it so that, um, oh, I set it at a hundred because Allison's already been paid for the work and so has everyone else involved. And mm -hmm. I would rather people see it than try to raise six grand just to hit the goal. And it not go through and nobody see it. So if I make a hundred bucks, then at least that's a hundred dollars worth of people who will get to see it. Yeah. But let's see our reward tiers. What do we got here? Uh, first I'm, I did do a digital one and I think that's like five bucks. Um, the physical reward is $10. You get the first issue. Oh, it's two physical rewards, actually. The first issue, physical with the PDF, it's $10. Um, I did a second physical for the second issue for anyone who's already gotten the first one. That's $10. Um, 
we got a couple NSFW covers because I've seen Kickstarters do well with those. Oh yeah. I got um, this, I don't know if you've heard of her, Octavia Moon. She's a really talented artist. She did the covers for those two, for the first two issues. And those are each 10 bucks a piece. Um, and then I did the double physical cover, well, physical tier, that's 15 bucks for the first two. I did 18 bucks for the two NSFW covers. And then all the covers together, physical, 30 bucks. Oh, cool. So, that's great. And um, I mean, the biggest thing is I would like this to make a decent amount of money because not for my sake, but um, I lost a friend earlier this year, books dedicated to her. Oh. And she's got a three-year-old daughter and half of whatever we make is going to her. So, oh, wow. That's great. That's my biggest concern with the book. Um, check in the description down below for all uh, links. Kickstarter links, yes. Kickstarter links, yes. Yeah, it's up um, for the pre-launch page now, so people can follow it. Yeah, so you can find it on his Instagram, Outlaws Comics with a Z, Outlaws with a Z, not Comics with a Z. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm putting the, the link in the description of this podcast so you can find information uh, on the Kickstarter. Cool. Uh, well, thanks for coming on and talking about Kane. I I really liked reading it, Eric. I don't know about you, but... I really I, liked it as well. No, it was fun. It was, um, again, I definitely got... I when I was describing it to a friend earlier, because, um, and I said, like, it very much reminded me of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, was, <laughs> when you described it as that, I didn't say combined with supernatural. I said Buffy, but men, because it was the main character's <laughs> a man. Oh, yeah. funny. Because I, I thought it was supernatural, but, um, but like cooler. <laughs> but, like, I don't know if that's possible, but uh, I don't know. I, I love like... my book, but. <laughs> No, I, I guess. You're a supernatural fan here. It's on the supernatural season. It, it dipped for a while. It did uh, dip. Yeah, yeah. They did have a few rough seasons there. Yeah. <laughs> After Kripke left. Yeah. Yeah. Then did he come back? Is that. No, they just got my to lore? what they were doing. Oh, okay. After okay. three seasons of nonsense. Well, he, he also, like, I mean, he wrote it to be a five season show, and they're like, nope, we're just going to never say never. I mean, with numbers like that, man. You can't yeah, yeah. you can't shut it down, and then it actually got to the point. I think at the eighth or ninth season, yeah, where it was decided that not even the president of Warner could shut it down. <laughs> it, it, like it was a rule there that they couldn't cancel it. Oh wow! It only yeah. shut down whenever they were ready to quit. Mm-hmm. So that they, they had that whole crossover with Degrassi. I thought that was weird. Nobody gets that. That's a Canadian reference uh, joke. So never mind. Oh, I mean, I knew they had to cross over with Scooby Doo, which was awesome. Did they really? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. They went god. into the Scooby Doo world. It was awesome. <laughs> I also like Jensen Ackles was actually one of the original people offered the Captain America role, and they had him turned down because Supernatural was so popular. They just kept on throwing more and more money at him, so he wouldn't do it. <laughs> I was going to say, I could see him as Captain America now, probably because of all the boys' pictures of him basically playing Captain America. Mm-hmm. But I could see it now. Yeah, I'd like to see him as Batman, but that's just me. <laughs> I'm I'm curious where he's going. I mean, Jared's already gone to uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, so. I mean. Bringing that back? 
Yeah, they they brought it back. He's the new uh, Chuck Norris. Yeah. Oh, okay. I heard no, they're Jeff doing was... like a supernatural spinoff, and Jared was not invited to do it. Yeah, oh, that was yeah. strange. Yeah. Yeah, Jensen and his happen. wife are doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I love the fact that the episode that they mention they make the characters real, like or they go to the real world of their characters. Oh, that was like, awesome. Actors. Like even they couldn't even get his wife to do it, which is I thought was funny. Jensen's <laughs> wife wouldn't come on. They just got her on the phone, which is like yeah, the and- best, like laziest way to earn a paycheck. Like, I'll speak to you over the phone. <laughs> Some people are camera shy. She's an actress. She's like does a bunch of other stuff too. They met on a scene of a movie. So she's not camera shy then. No. <laughs> no. Well, maybe they couldn't years. afford her. I, I mean, she know. played Ruby. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that was uh, Jared's wife. It was uh, Jensen's, oh, Jensen's wife. wife. Jensen's wife. Uh, they met, I think, on Ten Inch Heroes, the name of the film. But she played the yeah demon nun. Yeah, she played one character. They got her on finally. Yeah. I can't remember what her name was. So thank you again, Taylor Campbell and Allison Shepard. You know your supernatural history and <laughs> trivia. Sure Some of it. Uh, hopefully people will support your Kickstarter. It sounds like it's also for a good cause and it's a great comic. So kind of a, a dual uh, dual benefit it. there. Yeah. Um, so thanks. Mm-hmm. Bye. Thank you. Bye. See you. Thank you once again to Taylor Campbell and Allison Shepard for coming on. Or however you say it. No, that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked Kane. We're going to talk about it next week. Yeah, um, I thought it was good. It was, uh, again, I definitely saw Buffy the Vampire Buffy the Vampire Slayer vibes. So when he described it, Buffy meets Supernatural, I'm like, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Although it must have been like... Um, interesting seeing supernatural come out and you're like oh that's that's kind of my thing yes <laughs> i literally did that you took that from me not taken but like there's this whole like universal mind theory you know where like yeah. people have the same idea at the same time and like mostly only one person ever acts on it you know mm-hmm. out of all those people um and whether that's like based on like the extreme amount of pop culture that we all ingest at the same time you know like we all get the same basic references and ideas and they cross they mismatch in our brains and we have similar ideas at the same time have you ever heard of that i've heard that theory also we had um i had a psychic uh come in uh when i was in college and he talked about like and he said like uh, he's like Think of two words. I think of two numbers between, or think of a number between fifty and one hundred. That's even and doesn't, um, and they don't have the same two numbers in them. So and they don't, and then he's like, and it also can't end in a zero. And so he's like, he's like, who here thought of sixty-eight? And the majority of people raise their hand. He's like, who thought of eighty-six? Like that's just by definition what it is. But he's like, I'm gonna say now. Say I'm gonna say the word seventy-two. Who thought of seventy-two? And a bunch of people, like, they were all next to each other, thought the same numbers. And he's like, you guys were not talking. We were all here. But yet you guys all thought that. He's like, you had this thing where you think of, like, you guys share, like, ideas. You share beliefs. So, stuff like that. Because you're close to each other, right? Yeah. Like, in the same, in a similar spot with the same 
stimuli yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. That and he's like, he's like, he's like, I guarantee you, it's like, yeah, I'm sure a lot of you guys are friends and you guys have things in common, so that's out that way. He's like, there's also the other groups of you guys who are, are two separate groups, and it just happened. That's just how it happens. Yeah. So I see Eric Kripke is from Toledo, Ohio. So maybe, maybe they didn't uh, run into each other on the same bus or, or whatnot. But uh, but how, how strange, uh, you know? Allison had a nice Southern Bell accent, so maybe. Yeah, I forgot to ask them where they were from. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was Ohio. Maybe, maybe it could have been. There's a lot of things it could be. Maybe. Yeah. Not sure. Although maybe the comic takes place in the place that it should have been. What if I told you about opening cans of sparkling water while we're recording a podcast? Oh, God. All right. Sorry, listeners. Uh, I'm Keegan Shiner. I'm joined by Eric Schwartz. We are dumb comic creators, and we are pain and torment 24-7. No, but we do have somebody to thank, though, first and foremost. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, thank you, Psycho. Uh, he was our guest last week. Um, very interesting person. Great, great artwork. Uh, check out his stuff. He's doing coming up with some great new pictures and great new stuff as well. Um, his Instagram is fantastic. And, and listen to the episode from last week if you haven't. It's really good. Really good episode. Um, we are um, big fans. At least I am now. I can't speak for Keegan. Yeah, I'm a big and, fan. And we just want to say thank you. Yeah, thanks. No, really saying thanks because he he gave us a shout out and uh, we got some great guests coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so, yeah, yeah, we just wanted to say, yeah. Looking forward to see some great artwork and great stories. One more thank you. Yeah. Can't wait for his comics to come out. Yeah. Yeah. He works works hard on them. So he does some really good stuff and uh, does it by hand. So uh, now that we've said thank you. yeah, that's it. That's it. My name's Eric Schwartz. I'm Keegan Shiner. And what are we, we doing? We are pain and torment 24-7. No, we said no to that. You also said, quote, no ever, uh, um, as said by you last week, no ever um, catchphrase by you will ever be correct anymore because last week was a hidden secret catchphrase. Well, that's why this one was so bad is because it's still a fake catchphrase. Yeah can't even bring out the A material anymore. It's A material, but but there is one true catchphrase. (laughs) Pretty sure we need it. Uh, We haven't found it yet, but we'll find it. I know what it is, but I'll never tell you. Okay. (laughs) Because because then you'll say no, and you won't. How do you know? You'll pass up a good thing. I bet I'll be like, yes, that's it. We've found it. We've come up with it. Here it is. I don't it's know. Beautiful. You always say no, so I'm, I'm afraid to tell you. Hey, hey, Keegan. What? We, what's the catchphrase? Not telling you. You should tell me. I'll tell you what it is. It's pain and torment coming at you no, 24-7. It is not Dumb that. comic creators. No? Okay. No. All right, well, uh, I guess I'll talk it. to you later. Yeah, All fine. Right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.